Welcome back to another live edition of In the Doghouse, a podcast where one of us fucks something up every time, and today it's <laughs> the lighting in the back of my video. <laughs> this, this is so much worse than the 1960s shades that Dakota's got going on. Jeez. Anyway, Jeez. how are we, boys? Good. That, what was that, too aggressive for an intro today? And Dakota's still mad at me for... Uh screwing him out of getting a snatch at 225 it's like, okay, you know, i'm mad at no for keeping his face on the video right now like he's part of this discussion <laughs> well i do I, I i there is one thing i wanted to bring up he's gonna no, chime in yeah I, i'm gonna I, chime I, in Shroka did, I did the workout i did yeah. the workout you that makes you can stay on here one of you guys i like so, and, are you a paying member of um underdogs athletics though 100 percent he's like i pay in sweat and time. yeah sweat equity blood tears um yeah anyway but when when the time comes just because i did it and i think i do think i was talking to dakota i think it's a valid a valid issue and i know I justin too. needs it too so. yeah are, are you about to like uh have somebody over for like tantric massage right now it's very dark in your place there's a lot of energy coming from your video greg's about to show up for a stretch no i just uh it got you look good the light, the I lighting like changed here in the last Ten minutes. So. I think you look amazing, and I think Kiefer can take a lesson from the lighting you have in your place. Yeah, I don't, as I don't think you're in any position. In his place. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. All right. Kiefer. Well, anyway, let's talk about twenty-three point three. Can we just give a round of applause real quick for Jared for showing up in the beginning this time, so we don't have to explain things to him again? Uh, did he actually join? Uh, oh yeah, time? he's, he's commenting. How do we? Where are you looking? Oh, at? Good. That, that's phenomenal. Uh, comment. It normally pops up in the screen. Oh, 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 you gotta oh, go to like the other on YouTube. <laughs> 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 tell, nobody tell Jared Dakota score. They he's out here just trying that. to snipe people, and then he's Correct. gonna call you out on his Correct. Instagram post about Couldn't it. Let Dakota beat me, so I had to do it three times. Uh, anyway, <laughs> this is a fun one. Yeah. I was excited about this. I am pissed that I told so many people that it was gonna be two scores with a, a degree of confidence that nobody should ever have. Um, but I am happy with the workout outcome. This is this is fun. All right, let's go through it. Uh, gated, um, gated workout. We got uh, you, you got to you got to earn the next part and earn the final part, right? So starts with I think we all it wasn't much for anyone to go out on a limb, assuming that we were going to get something inverted this week with especially with Mal and Danielle uh, doing the um doing the announcement but we've got a six minute cap on the first part complete as many reps as possible um of five wall walks 50 dubs 15 snatches at 65 for women 95 for men then right into five wall walks 50 dubs 12 snatches at 95 for women 135 for men and if you finish that, you earn the next three minutes, which now switches to strict handstand push-ups, 50 dubs, and nine snatches at 125, 185. And then the final three minutes, if you earn it, 20 strict handstand push-ups, 50 dubs, and six snatches. And um, we've had the opportunity to watch not just the announcement, but also uh, some of our athletes go this afternoon. So I think we've got a pretty good idea of what to expect. Um, Mal and Danielle made the workout. Obviously Mal made it look 
ridiculously easy, but even Danielle made it look very manageable. And I think people are going to realize that just finishing the workout will be a phenomenal score. Yeah. I think that this even more than the ring muscle up workout is the type of workout that like tricks a viewer into thinking you should expect some, a, a particular outcome. And so I think that there are, there's a lot to be said for managing expectations here because there's a lot of people that are going to get to that first set of strict handstand pushups. And like, that's where their workout's going to end is in that set. And so that will be a massive separator. And even just going into it with a plan to maximize that piece, not worrying about the 185, 125 snatches so much, not worrying about the second round for your like average quarterfinals level crossfitter is going to be really important. So I think the elephant in the room uh, is the new handstand push-up standard i'm convinced uh, it's not that different i'm convinced Same. that you are incorrect and i'm convinced that it is going to massacre a large majority of the world well, um, re the reason i say this and then you can give way more of your input because you're smarter than me at this no that's not true because <clears throat> i think that the idea of the standard is really scary to people, but the fact that you just have to be touching the line gives a lot of degrees of freedom for how you place your hands. And I think most people can get pretty close to where they were otherwise anyway. And because we've watched somebody like Dakota who struggles with overhead mobility and thoracic extension, and he got through them about as well as he would have with any handstand pushup standard. I know of another person who struggled similarly who felt great through it and was a little surprised. But most of all, I just really enjoy the standard. I think that it takes out so much gray area. I, I look back to like Wadapalooza specifically with that sprint set of strict handstand pushups that they had in the team relays and all phenomenal handstand pushup athletes, but they go so fast and they've learned how to maximize the width of their hands and how far they are away and the range of motion of things that it's really hard to tell. Like, is this a rep? Are they stacked up? Are their shoulders over their hips? Are they in line? And I think this takes out so much gray area and just makes like a true handstand push up. And I really enjoy it. And I think when you compare it to like Kyra's just saying right here, it's not Kyra, like you're five feet tall <laughs> and, and you got short arms. So here was, here was my just, uh, just ask her to put her score up here for the world to see if she wants to talk about the handstand push up standard. <laughs> Um, when you compare it to the last standard that they had the 40 inch box right now, we moved it to a 30 inch line. Like when I think about like the, the spacing of my hands, I mean, if my thumb is on the 30 inch line and my thumb was on the 30 inch line, you know, these pinkies are close to 40 anyway. Correct. I think like Kiefer was saying, the biggest issue, like, and I, I was expecting it for right from the start is that you have to have a target to land to. And like, there's a point where I'm either feeling are my thumbs on the line or I lift my head up to make sure that my fingers are on the line and just that, that kind of like messes up the sequence of your traditional handstand pushup is what is going to probably affect people the most. Kind of like just the fact that it's a little bit more mental. Shroko, uh, can we pull up the actual written standards for the handstand pushup? Cause I want to go through it uh, and talk a little bit about um, the handstand pushup standard. Okay. Shout so, out to Tola, who's probably going to have one of the top scores in the world in this workout. And, and I think he's going to win. Top two. I think he's going to win the top two workout. in the world, and he yeah. is our demo guy for this on CrossFit. Yeah, Collusion. I think he will. I think he will win this. I think Mal and <laughs> I Collusion. think Mal, I think Mal and Tola will win the workout. That's my. That's my. Is Mal going to do it again? I don't think so. No. I don't think she needs to, and I still think she'll win, even with two no reps on the um, on the wall walks. Um, athlete must perform handstand pushups with both hands touching the tape line ten inches from the wall. 
And this tape line must be 30 inches long and no wider than two inches. Any portion of the athlete's hands may be touching the line. Fingers are okay. The arms must be fully, wait, you went down too much. Yeah, the arms must be fully extended and in line with the body before the athlete may descend. And each rep begins and ends with the athlete in the lockout position with the heels against the wall, arms fully extended, and shoulders in line with the body. Um, both hands must remain on the designated tape line. If one or both hands is not touching the tape line at any time, the repetition will not count. Athlete will need to start again from the lockout position. Is there no rule? I, I'm just double checking, making sure, clarifying for everyone. It doesn't seem to be a rule about feet. Yes. No, it's further down. Your feet must stay inside the width of your hand. So essentially what is going to be 30 inches plus the width of your hand. So 36 inches about, um, is how wide your feet can get. Uh, this will be arbitrary, obviously, of course, over video as well, but it says it right down here. Um, Soroka, where, where you see the is not in red right below that, it says, talks about only the heels may touch the wall during the rep, and then the feet may be no wider than the width of the hands at any point. So I'm going to tell you right now, up. the majority of the world will not see that um, and read that. And I'm going to say that that will be a standard that most judges in affiliates around the world will not uphold, especially if you're standing on the side of the athlete, watching the hands uh, and making sure the hands are touching. Uh, and then also making sure that people are not have don't have closed hips at the top. And then you're trying to see whether or not their feet are inside. So now essentially you need three different judges to judge this handstand pushup with all of the standards that they have. So again, in my opinion, setting up the judges for complete failure. Um, aside from the fact that I think that's that, such a grumpy old man's out. No, I'm going to say I just don't think it's a good standard. I'm sorry. I, I, think, I, I just I just think in general, at the end of the day, you set a box, you you get people to do handstand push-ups. If they start in the box and they lock out at the top and their feet are you know against the wall, that's good enough for the open. If you want to add some shit as we go on, I just think now that we are setting up people around the world for it's it's bad it's hard enough to judge and now you've got all these you know parameters i just find it to be ridiculous the other thing that i think is is probably going to be uh really really challenging is for people who have very long arms or people who are very tall um the, you know com comparing uh, somebody like a Mal O'Brien who's five foot two with short arms to somebody who's six foot, six foot plus with long arms, 10 inches off the wall. It, it, it can't possibly be uh, a fair standard or, or a, or a, uh, it just can't, there's no way anatomically it's impossible. I just don't, I think that the standard in general, you know, and I'm not sure that there's, Again, I just feel like at the end of the day, we we that box of 36 by 24, um, the people who are really good at handstand pushups are still going to be really good at handstand pushups. The people who struggle at handstand pushups are still going to struggle at handstand pushups. You just add another variable in. And in my opinion, it's it's a bunch of fucking chazarai. You don't know what that is. I'm, I think I'm a, I'm a heave. And in I my think opinion, uh, it's, now that it's, so we can cut off your rant here for a little like bit, it. and then we can get to strategy. <laughs> I think that it's a great way for them to consolidate the number of tape lines because it's the same line we use for wall walks. And I can say with certainty that if myself at six foot four with a wingspan longer than my height and not that great at certain push-ups can get them done and not feel like we it haven't a done the workout standard. yet. You don't know if you can get them done. 
You have no, no idea. Can, can do the reps. If I can do the reps, then the standard is fine. Whether or not I can do it under fatigue is not the point. That's because I don't have the capacity for it and I don't belong getting past that point. But I can do the reps, make them feel clean. They don't feel strange. They don't feel weird. So everybody smaller than me should be able to do so as well. And I think that the point of this standard. Oh, here it comes. <laughs> here it comes. Oh, the point of this standard is that it's forcing people to a better standard for movement for a strict handstand push-up, which should be largely a vertical motion, finishing fully locked out overhead. You should be able to stay straightened out there if you have the requisite mobility for it and you keep your core tight and you move the way you should. If they're hard, that's fine. But I don't think that makes the standard bad. I, I disagree. I also think if you're going to introduce a new standard, then that standard should be introduced months before. Yeah. Should be should be given to people prior to, especially judges, so that they can judge it. Uh, and I think it all goes back to to the standardizing of of um, movement, you know, uh, movement standards coming up with with something that you know, like the IF3 does, where they have a a booklet of standards and then never fucking changes. It is what it is, and if it does change, everybody knows about it prior to the season so that you can prep people to do it, prep people to judge it and prep people to execute it. And I think the fact that you're springing it on people in the middle of the open, I mean, I, I, I'm just not a fan of it, whether or not you use the standard, if they had done that that. two or three months ago, um, it's not as bad. I think as the stupid tape line used to be where people had to do their heels and all that kind of stuff. That was absolutely ridiculous. But I, I just, I just think, I don't know why we have to in the open where you're trying to make this something inclusive for everyone around the world. I don't understand why you introduce a standard like this last minute. And now you got, you got box owners and, 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 judges all around the world trying to be heroes so you're gonna be calling nine million no reps on people it's just okay, it's okay, just okay. ugly i, just I agree ugly the, the point of introduction of the standard yeah. that's totally valid there's not a good time for it that doesn't mean that it's a bad way to do the handstand push-up it just means it's setting people up for failure oh casey and hans dakota did it i did not i judged yeah. a couple of heats of people we had some team athletes i had to do so, it today and now so we can dakota can talk and we can get on to strategy instead of no, I want to hear Sroka complain because he agrees with me. Yeah, real quick. I'll be brief. So <laughs> I did the workout right after it was announced. And the issue that I found is that I, like like Justin said, I've trained us. This is a deficiency of me, strict handstand pushups. But I, my coach knows that. And he's he's built into my programming a lot of strict handstand pushups and under fatigue. And that all went to shit today because this I've trained us particular way for those strict that strict movement. And the standard today was completely different. And so the, the stimulus that I got from doing those strict movements today, like blew me up and I ended up having to do singles when normally I'm, I'm able to do bigger chunks. And then I don't finish the snatches at 185, not because I couldn't snatch 185, but because I ran out of time. Which, and that really bothers that me. Doesn't, that doesn't make it a bad movement. That means you were training a handstand push-up a certain way. and you were Right. But to Justin's point, if they're going to institute a standard, I would have been training for the last three months within that standard to improve within that standard, not, Oh, I've been training for a specific way. And now I have to adjust to the standard that they released 10 minutes ago. And I've got four days to figure it out. Luckily you're fit enough to make it to quarterfinals and you got three weeks to practice. Oh, fuck you. Okay. All right. I'll go <laughs> away now. We have <laughs> wall facing handstand pushups at quarterfinals. <laughs> yes, exactly. There you go. hundred percent. <laughs> That's coming though. With your hands on that same tape line. Yeah. And I, I don't disagree with, I, I do agree with a couple of those last things that you said. I think they could have implemented it or, you know, shown people about it, you know, in, in the last couple of weeks and last couple of months, um, you know, but. Oh, and uh, to Justin's point about accessibility would be the last thing. I just wrote this down because I wanted to ask you guys, how are you able to do this workout alone in your garage? 
because if you have to, if, if you don't have a, if you have, I mean, you can judge yourself by filming, but then you're supposed to change your weights. Like if you don't have people, like it just, it, the, the accessible nature of the workout with no rest time built in to change your weights between the, the segments, mm. I think is an issue because how many people have we seen doing videos in their backyard or their garage? And then all of a sudden they, they, they're like, oh, well I'm going to eat time because I have to change my own plates three times. What, you mean they don't have four bell barbells at home with enough plates to just set up four separate? <laughs> well, barbells? a lot of times right. they specify only one barbell too, so that's exactly. That's so that's unless you have three issue. people or another person mm -hmm. to change your stuff, like it just makes it less accessible for the masses. Hiller, like Hiller will do it by himself, and then we'll know. I like no, it. I'm sure. I I doubt that. I'm sure that his fiance will change his weights. He's, he's changed his weights for every other one. He's a huge advocate for people changing their own weights and workouts. All right. Well, we'll which is also not the point. None of this is the yeah. point of the workout. Right. Anyway, goodbye. <laughs> All right. I like it. Stroke us. <sighs> so objective one is yeah. getting through the first chunk, which is the two rounds of five wall walks, 50 dubs, and then your snatches. The first set with 15, second set with 12. Weights are light. Really, this is just kind of like uh, to reel you in and set you up for the later parts of the workout. For the mm -hmm. for the majority of people that we are speaking to, which are people you know trying to get to quarters or planning to go to quarters, it's not about whether or not you're finishing this. It's about how you're setting yourself up for your strict handstand pushups and the later snatches in that chunk. Correct. Yeah, I think there'll be a lot of people that don't get out of round one, uh, and then there'll be even more people that don't get out of round two. So. You, that, that round two is probably, I think you'll probably see the majority of the world uh, in round two. Um, Meeting the first round of strict handstand pushups, correct? Correct. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, that the the uh, the six to nine minute cap, essentially. Yep. Um, and I, I think for 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 most people, um, I thought you gave uh, Ethan a really good, I think it was Ethan that you gave the cue today, which I thought was really good, was essentially do your wall walks like you're doing a 12-minute workout, mm -hmm. not like you're doing a six-minute workout. Yeah. So ultimately, it's not, 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 not you know, listen, Mal's doing them the way Mal does them, but for yeah. most human beings, right? Jeez. Like, and she got no rep on, on Twice. both sets. Right. Exactly. Um, so, so ultimately you're doing those five wall walks at a very comfortable pace. Um, you know, it, ultimately you're just trying not to get to the point where you're, you're, you know, you're getting your heart rate too high and then going into dubs and then you get to the snatches and you're already like, holy mm -hmm. shit, I'm, I'm in trouble. Um, I you just got to try to be really calm through those first two rounds. For most people, the 65 and the 95 pounds are going to be pretty light. Um, I think, you know, our, kind of better athletes can can go unbroken or maybe have one or two breaks um for those athletes that know that hey your goal is to get through the six minutes um you know to set yourself up for handstand push-ups I, I don't think there's anything wrong with with breaking up you know in fives uh something along those lines mm -hmm. and then and then in the next round obviously um going to singles i think is is probably the best bet for most people yeah um yeah it's know, an it's an interesting balance of I can't go too fast because I don't want to blow myself up for these strict handstand pushups or the later snatches, but I can't go too slow because I need to bank time because for a lot of people, those are going to slow them down a lot. And so it really is. It's, I, I try to do this as much as possible with workouts that have a skill in it is look at that set in terms of the entire time domain. So for this workout, for example, it's like, okay, how would you pace wall walks if you're doing them in a 12 minute workout? Not how are you going to do two sets of five? Two sets of five is easy. It's for most people, like that doesn't feel like a lot, but that's not what's relevant. What's relevant is how you're going to feel on minutes 
seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, if you get to those points in the workout, even for somebody like Ethan, or even for somebody like Raf, who like they're in the elite crew, they're planning to finish this workout or come damn close to it. So it's going to be a nine to 12 minute workout. They still have to set themselves up so that they don't feel like noodle arms on the last set of circuitous pushups and that last set of snatches. Yeah. And I, and I think, um, I'm just watching here, like, you know, just making sure people understand, like, I'm not sure that people knew why Mal was getting no repped, but, her, uh, her feet were, or her hands were moving before both of her feet got on the wall. Um, so she moved, she moved her hands off of the line and that's what she was no repped for. Um, but yeah, at least she's moving so fast that it was surprising to her and she couldn't figure it out. Right. Um, yeah. I have absolutely. I think she's fine. It's that. The, I think fine. it's the jump technique that's just a little different for people, and it's hard to look at and see. I think the judge made a bad call right there. <laughs> yeah. Actually, after watching it. Yeah, um, but yeah. so so I would be interested to, to hear from Dakota um, about how the first set of handstand pushups felt, um, because at the end of the day, um, she's saying two sets of five. Oh, wall walks. Yeah. We just need to spend more time on an air runner than Kyra. That must be it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the, um, the, the handstand pushups, I, one of the big things that I noticed and what I was telling um, Raf and and Christine and uh, and, and basically anyone who'll listen um, was really short, quick sets um, getting, getting, on and off your hands as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. Like people who are used to doing this framing and then doing a hold, then you go back into another one. I think it's a terrible idea, especially with snatches coming. Um, You know, I I was trying to get people, if you're, if you're going to do handstand pushups, try to use a mat for strict handstand pushups so that protects your neck, but also you might be able to get a little bit of a, of a, of a bounce uh, off the bottom. Um, But I think it's very important to get in and out quickly uh, unless you're a handstand pushup demon and you're going to yep. go big sets, I think four to five sets minimum of really fast sets, get in, get out is going to be very beneficial for you. This is, it's, is like, you're trying to be the opposite of a bodybuilder, right? When we're in bodybuilding, we're thinking like time under tension, feel the muscle work through this. You're trying to be as fast as you can to spend as little time under tension as you can, which means being a little faster on your eccentric. And the second they slow down, come down. Because it's not the first 15 handstand pushups of the set of 20 that matter. It's that last five. And if you float too close to the sun, your last five could take longer than your first 15 did very easily. And so, you know, it's we kind of use the rule of thumb of like you're never expecting to do more than a third of a max set in a workout most of the time. This is probably closer to not more than a fourth to a fifth of your max Absolutely. set in the workout at most. And I truly think this is like uh, maybe this is a parlay off of walking in the last workout on the shuttle runs. And so Soroka is going to get pissed off. But I actually think that for a lot of people, fast singles might be a really good strategy if you can be disciplined enough to kick right up, do one, get right back down. Because you get a little bit of like a like a boost just from the fact of you're not coming from being under tension. You kick right up, you smash, you like come down and pop to the top and then you come off and you rest. Um, for people that are just worried about getting through those strict handstand pushups, I think it will work well dakota how did you feel uh coming off i'd be curious to know how you felt coming off of both sets of snatches um, yeah for, for those rounds there was i mean there was a huge moment right before the workout where i really thought to myself like okay am i gonna even get through all these handstand push-ups like normally i'm comfortable with 20 or so as as a big set but i just have been uh you know not in tune with what i can do with them at them as of late because of a little bit of a shoulder issue um 
So I knew like right from the beginning, I did my wall walks. I like shook my hands out every single time, spread them, came back, spread them, came back, took the breaks on the snatches, six, five, four, and then lots of singles. Um, and I think that definitely helped. I kept them fresh as fresh as they could be. And then, uh, the first set of handstand pushups, I, <laughs> let's see, what did I go? I went five, four, three, 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 two. So definitely some smaller, quicker sets. Um, and actually the, uh, the 185 after those was, was rough. Um, I know, like I heard Kiefer, you know, say like, Oh, feel one out. And then if it feels good, just start ripping them, touch and go. And I did that first one. And there was, there was a little bit of that noodle arm thing going on. And so it was definitely singles on those. Um, and like, that was the point where I almost ended the workout too. I, I only finished with a few seconds to spare to get into that next round. And I think a lot of people will end up struggling on that bar if they can even make it through that first set of handstand pushups. Felt like your handstand pushups in the second round, especially at the beginning, were even stronger than your handstand pushups. Yeah, in the first I round. don't. So, and there so were no people that have commented on that. And yeah. and uh, I think it's entirely just due to the fact of like the fatigue you're coming into after doing twelve snatches. Like I think Dakota, you said this, and she said this as well that the set of twelve snatches at one thirty five ninety five was the worst part of like one of the hardest parts of the workout. Mm -hmm. Because it's just it's just the, right on the line of like it's enough volume at a weight that's heavy enough that you have to move fast and mm -hmm. you carry a lot of fatigue. Whereas that second set of twenty, you've taken the time of rest between your set of strict handstand pushups plus that set of nine at one eighty five is going to take much longer yeah. relative. Plus relative. plus that first set of handstand pushups, you're also coming off of ten wall walks. Mm -hmm. I mean the first two rounds. So yeah. between those wall walks and the the volume of snatches. Um, I, I, it doesn't surprise me that people are saying that that first set actually might feel even a little bit worse than that second set. Yeah. The second set, I mean, I opened up with two or three more and every set was two or three more. I you went out. seven, five. Um, yeah. I, I believe you went seven, five, and then you should have been three, threes, three, 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 but there was a little something at the end there, but yeah, you yeah. fell off the wall. And I think that's another thing that people really with this standard and with your hands as close to the wall. Um, you don't want to get anywhere near failure because what we tend to do is arch as we get tired and then it naturally pulls us off the wall. And with the rule of having to have the heels at the top at lockout, yeah. you're going to have a ton of people who get a no rep on that final rep of every single set. And it's such a kick in the ass when that happens um, be, because, you know, like, you know, I'm going to go, you know, three sets of, of four and then, you know, a couple sets, three and two. And then all of a sudden you, you get a no rep and you're like, Oh fuck. Now I've got to get an added one here and an added one here. So make sure that, like I said, those quick sets, make sure that you're getting, Oh man, Nick. you should have hit it at that's 859. That's, that's kicking the balls right yeah. there, bro. That's a kick in the balls because you're two seconds behind Dakota, but he beat you by, 50 reps <laughs> actually 70 that was yeah because he got to the snatch that's yeah. right mm -hmm. and and like going back on those handstand push-ups like there's a huge difference between controlling yourself and doing quick singles and being down to only being able to do singles correct and, and that's what i was the really choice. trying to yep. avoid you know I, I knew that like i could at least do two or three at a time uh and so for me like that was more of just a confidence thing to to make sure i could keep doing that i didn't want to go to quick singles uh, but I also avoided having to need to go to singles. I, right. I watched a couple people, um, you know, get to the point where they had to do singles. And that's just, I mean, it's so much time when you have to <coughs> worry about kicking up and kicking down every single time because you have to. 
Yeah. And it's, I don't, it's the, it's the simplest thing ever, but the way Justin said it to me once, it's always stuck. And I use it all the time. Is like, we break because we plan to, so that we don't break because we have to essentially. Right. 100%. And it's like, when you're, if you're ever unsure in a workout of how big of a set to do, you probably should have broken before that because you're trying to put yourself in a position to be in control and choose when you're resting and choose how long you're resting and choose your pace instead of being like, Oh, wheels are falling off. What am I going to do now? Plan breaks and also mentally, um, how it makes you feel like when you've got to go to unplanned breaks, it starts to feel emotionally, mentally, like the wheels are falling off mm -hmm. and, and then panic sets in and the heart rate naturally will get higher. So if you can, if you can plan your breaks and you can be really diligent about getting off the wall, like I can't stress that enough, like get a, get your quick sets in. Now, listen, there are going to be some people that are handstand pushup demons. It's, it's not going to necessarily affect them. Like you saw Mal was able to do handstand pushups and she's paused at the top and then does a couple more and pauses at the top but she's, she knows her capacity the better best than in the world right better now than everybody in the world other than Absolutely. maybe another three to five people it's, right carrie so, would maybe do the same thing but again she knows her capacity so well correct and she also knows that she's so good at them that she's gonna and her and she's got great shoulder stability she's gonna be able to get off there and it's not gonna affect her snatches the same mm -hmm. way it's gonna affect other people but for most <clears> people you've got to get in you get your reps done and you get down <laughs> the less time inverted the less time under tension the better it's going to be one for your handstand push-ups and two for your heavier snatches those last right. two sets of snatches which is for most people right like if you can get through those heavy snatches that's going to be a huge jump on the leaderboard. Every single snatch that you can that you can execute is going to be huge on the leaderboard. Yeah. I think just the, yeah, one snatch at that 225, 155 is going to be a massive separation. Yeah. Massive. And it's I think that you know we for anybody that's probably listening to our our tips and tricks, you you basically take Mal out of the equation. You can look at Danielle as a reference point for what an elite athlete who is phenomenal at cycling a power snatch and very good on her hands is going to look like. And you say, okay, that's the standard. I'm trying to figure out how to manage my expectations back from that, not looking at Mal at all. Because if you and just Danielle, look at Mal, you, you'd be like, okay, like maybe I can do this in 10 minutes if Mal did in six. Like, no, no, no. Danielle was 10 plus and she's right. great at this stuff. And like, that's still going to be a great score. Correct. Watch. Correct. That's That'll be mean. a phenomenal it's, score. It's a... Uh, like finishing this workout is a massive accomplishment. Yes. Uh, and I think that, I think there will be a lot of people that sorely underestimate how they feel going into that round of six to nine minutes. I totally agree. I think there's a lot of people right now also that think they're going to finish the workout and, and yeah, they, I'm and they one won't. Of those people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, what'd you say? I'm one of those people. I did the same thing today. I felt it. I told it to Matt. If Matt's listening at all, I, I practiced the strict handstand pushups at the standard and I had this, this rush of confidence to come over me. And I instantly went, this is the same way I felt when I got to the rings on week oh, one and then got pummeled. Yeah. I think, well, I think we got to make sure we get a video on Kiefer with this one. This could be just one of those moments we all just know and love. Uh, Plenty of memes might be uh, created off of this one. Kiefer, when, when are you doing the workout? Unsure. Tomorrow we'll be judging the rest of our crew. Um, there is a chance I do it tomorrow, but there's probably a better chance that I do it Saturday or Sunday when I've just got some free time for it. Yeah. It's like for anybody that judges a whole bunch of workouts, it's not fun to do them after you judge five or six people in a row and you've got energy on other things. So either I might try to do it first tomorrow or I might just do it a different day this weekend when I got time. Okay. Just curious. Yeah, I will not be telling you my score ahead of time, but you will likely beat me. And if you don't, I will be really sad for you. Well, I'll tell you what I got. So what'd you standard. get? I got seven out of nine snatches at 185. Nice. So, That's which I'm dis which is di I'm disappointed in. But. I, I, it is more likely that I 
spend the majority of that six to nine minutes trying to finish the 20 strict handstand pushups at that point. I just, I truly have spent zero time on my hands. And so mm -hmm. I would not be surprised if I do a set of like three and then I go to singles right away and I just try to get through it. Well, That's for you, I it'll did. be global fatigue. I it was think three, three, two, and then rounds, singles. Gonna oh, really it's just going to be my, 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 uh, 225 pound can't take care of myself because my girlfriend's out of town. So I'm eating takebacks, <laughs> slapping my body up and down on the wall walks and then just seeing what happens. So, just drink yeah. like six energy drinks before you leave. Well, hi, what uh, what number is that C4 right there? There he is. Yeah, uh, this is a ghost. <laughs> oh, it's a ghost. <laughs> this is the coach life. We just did the workouts. We're doing this podcast, and now I got to go put it in everybody's program. You should see the number of texts I have from people that know that they're not doing the workout till tomorrow, but want to know the second it comes out what their strategy needs to be. Which comes back to our tips and tricks and just strategy. Tell them for to everybody. come watch the the video. One, That's all watch the video. Do. Yeah. Two, chill the fuck out. Yeah. Because I've gotten at least three messages and one in-person conversation from people. And this is serious help. And it's going to make it sound funny, but. Um, <clears throat> how do you know? Yeah. What, how do you know uh, I didn't get 287? Serious thought for people is people get to this to a workout like this and they go, shit, that's a heavy snatch for me. Or I don't have strict handstand pushups at that sort of volume and stuff. And they get all worked up and worried. I know this is like an impossible thing to expect of people, but you have to take a step back and say, okay, here's the test. I know what my capacity is. What good is there stressing over how this is going to go? If all I can do is just go in and do the best that I can, mm -hmm. we can worry about that stuff after you can get better. You already knew yesterday you had to get better at that thing. You were just praying it didn't come up. It came up. So you go into it with a game plan and you do the best you can and you move. It on. always comes up guys. It always, <laughs> and yeah, it always comes up and it's, you know, like it's spilled milk at this point. Like, so let's go in, let's maximize what you can do so that you can reframe this and you can leave the workout proud of how you executed your game plan. Instead of just saying like, I'm bad, they're good. No matter what my score is, I'm going to be upset because people beat me because that's just this focus on external things that makes you hate training and hate competing. And there's too many people that love CrossFit, the diehard CrossFitters in your, in the gym, people know them as like, they're the competitive ones. They're the ones that do the extra. And then they go to compete and they get like terrible anxiety or they don't want to compete. They don't want to do all of these things because they've compared themselves to some external thought that's not realistic for them. And so they're never happy with it. Sorry, that's I'm, I'm done. I like that rant though. I mean, I think it's very true. And I think, uh, you know, I think that people, you know, when, when people understand what their strengths and weaknesses are, <laughs> But then when something comes out and then all of a sudden you just expect like, oh, well, I'm, I'm going to, I know uh, my expectation is to finish this or to do this or to do that. Yet how many handstand pushups workouts have you done where it's been a massive struggle? All of a sudden it's not going to not be a massive struggle. I know it's double negative, but it, it's going, it's so have realistic expectations and try to create a plan and a strategy going in to where you can feel good about yourself and, and, and feel good about what you've done. And then you continue to work on it. That's all. And, and at the end of the day, I, I really like the tests that we've, that we've had so far. I think it's been a, a really cool open, um, you know, it's been inclusive, but at the same time, you know, we've seen some challenging movements and we've seen, I think a, a little bit of a stretch as far as the programming this year compared to, to what we've seen in the past. And, you know, I thought last year's programming as, especially those first two workouts were just God 
god awful. Um, and and you know the final workout I thought was kind of cool, other than the the double unders were a throwaway. But I really do think that all three workouts were pretty solid this year. Um, and and this one again, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the handstand push up standard, but so what? Like at the end of the day, like the fact that they've got wall walks and dubs and heavy, you know, and and uh, uh, ascending heavy snatches, I think it's fantastic. I, yeah. I think it's it's taking people out of their comfort zone and it's rewarding those that are really really good at fitness. It's it's uh, illustrating to you what you need to work on under fatigue, right? Uh, high skill under fatigue, uh, and I think it's giving people a great baseline to move forward from. If you make it to quarters then you've earned it this year. It, you know, it's not just people who can do, uh, uh, you know, wall walks and, and, uh, and dumbbell snatches at 15, 35 pounds. With it's not just, uh, it's not just a suffer barrier. Like, can you suffer enough to make quarterfinals? It is, you have to have capacity yeah. in all the different areas of CrossFit of fitness. And I think that's really cool. I agree. I <clears throat> can we, um, can we take a step back and use this to parlay into a conversation about how, <laughs> I, th I think that a lot of people are going to do this workout, whatever they choose to do moving on, they're going to say, all right, I'm not good at strict hands and pushups, or I'm not good at like these heavier barbells. And they're going to think that they have to continue to do a whole bunch of Metcons with strict hands and pushups and snatches and all of these things. And I think that that's such an ass backwards way to look at it because what happens when you're, this is a test, right? But what happens when your training turns into a whole bunch of workouts with high skill or heavy movements is that you lose intensity and you lose the opportunity to actually build capacity in those skills to put them back together. So I still think like, you know, the, one of the best things somebody can do for themselves, if they leave this workout being like, all right, I'm not good enough at strict handstand pushups. How do I get better? Is you build capacity in that skill in isolation first, Absolutely. build your max setup, build your 50 strict handstand pushups for time, your five minute AMRAP, whatever you choose to use as a benchmark test, build those things on their own, build your power snatch, get stronger at pulling, get stronger overhead. And then when it comes time for a test like this through building your engine, whether it's on machines or with more kind of traditional baseline CrossFit workouts and building your capacity in these things, you don't have to stress about having done a whole bunch of power snatch and handstand pushup workouts because you're going to have built those capacities to a point of doing them. But I think that people that do these workouts all the time actually have a worse idea of what their capacity is on these things because they've never just trained strict handstand pushups. If you've only ever done workouts, you don't know what a big set or a small set is for you. There's a reason why there for 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 parts of the year, the majority of the year, uh, we we program our skill work uh, done uh, either single modality or you know um, paired part part maybe with another skill, but but not under heavy fatigue. There's a part of the season that we do for sure, especially when we're prepping uh, our athletes for uh, you know for, for semifinals and the games, et cetera. But the majority of the year is spent building capacity, just like you said. And if you're not doing that, then I, I think you're doing yourself a disservice. And I, and I think you need to reevaluate what you're doing, especially, you know, in the off season, uh, when you've got a, a, a big chunk of time to be able to get really, really good <coughs> at something. Um, you know, you can't just follow, uh, uh, you know, I thought it was going to get in trouble, but you can't Don't just follow it. like, no, no, <laughs> I was going to say, you can't just follow like .com programming, right? And like you'd Metcon here and you do this and that. Like you may not see handstand pushups for three weeks, but when you do, you see it in a Metcon. No, that's not the way to do it, right? And and ultimately, if you're not sure what to do, 
um, you know, come see us. We'll help you. It's, but yeah, it, yeah. but, but yes, I totally agree with what you're saying. 100%. We're trying to build a bigger cup for most of the year so that more water fill, fits into it. So that when it comes time for a workout like this, you're not using your entire cup and then some, you're using only a portion of it and you have more left over. Kiefer uses very cute analogies. Like that. Well, it's yeah. just because Colette liked my last one. So I figured oh, it out. The float was too, too close to the sun. To the sun. Yeah. Yeah. I will be flying too close to the sun <laughs> after the 15 power snatches because I don't... I. I won't listen to the things I tell everybody else. I'm going to do my 15 unbroken. I'm going to try to bank as much time as I can for me to do 20 singles on the strict handstand and push up. Yeah, Nick. Big win followed by a kid in the nuts. Yeah. And this is one of our coaches who also has been following our track for over a year before starting coaching with us. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the one thing that you said that, you know, for me was the most relatable is, is having like the benchmark, right? Because going into this workout, I really didn't know, you know, the last year that I've been doing your template or your pro, or, uh, personal coach, not template. Sorry. Uh, I know. I know. It feels like a template. No, just kidding. Um, Cut that part know. out. Soroka. Cut that out. But no, I've known you know, up until the last month or so, like I've known exactly where my max set was, where my 50 for time was, you know, it's just like we relate it to the machines, right? We know our 2k time. We know our 1k mm -hmm. time so that we can create the plan going into the workout. And unfortunately, like I wasn't able to have as much of a plan this time, but hopefully there's other people that can relate to that and can hear that and say, okay, well, shoot, if I would have known what my max set was, I could have started out with 30% and then gone from there. Um, it, and yeah. And just to relate. Yeah. Let's like, you know, have some, have some, uh, empathy for yourself in this and say like, okay, that's 40 strict handstand pushups. Once you're already under fatigue, I have clients who I'm going to have a conversation with who their five minute AMRAP of strict handstand pushups is well under 50. Right. And so like, okay, if your five minutes is under 50 and you're going to be under fatigue and you have 40 to do, like you can't expect to finish this workout and be upset when you don't, yeah. you have to just go into this and maximize points. Maximizing points is not just what Justin Medeiros does to win the CrossFit games. It's what you do to get better and to make sure that you finish in 1,012th instead of 1,050th because you made a mistake and missed a rep. So on that note, would you recommend for someone like that to try and torch it in the beginning to get a better tie break or to conserve, yeah. conserve what they can I, in order to maximize those handstand pushups or the snatches. I, I think you, you find the middle ground. I, you know, I had one of those athletes go today that we knew the strict handstand pushups were going to be the crux of the workout. And we just approached it as, you know, imagine that you're doing a 12 to 15 minute AMRAP of just that first part. <laughs> and that's your pace. So if it's just, you know, wall walks, double unders and light power snatches. What's your pace? If you're going to sustain this for 12 minutes plus that's the pace they took. And I think they got to the strict hands and pushups ex ex exactly how they should have. And they were exactly as hard as we expected them to be. And we just had to manage through there. Yeah. How, how would you guys, um, tell your athletes to warm up for something like this? I know they mentioned during oh, the this announcement, is a good point, actually, yeah, fuck you. Uh, um, <laughs> just kidding. No, was so that a dig. Yeah, well, everything I Kiefer doesn't like to hear me talk, but no, they that, talked, no, this is great. They talked I, about that on the broadcast, right? Where they said it's a it's relatively a short workout with the high stimulus on the shoulders. So when you're going to warm up, they said you want to warm up for a while. So like when you guys are telling your athletes how to warm up, what do you say? I actually, I'll let you guys talk more about this, but I think that the biggest mistake you could make is trying to do too many strict handstand pushups or wall walks in the warm up. This is I actually like yelled at my athlete. I said, get away from the wall go sit down, like relax. You can touch a barbell a little bit if you want, get your heart rate up on a bike, but don't spend time doing this. I would liken it to like, if you have legless in a workout and you're worried about legless, it makes no sense for you to go do five legless and warm up trying to figure out if you can do them. You, you have a limited class of energy to do for strict 
upper body gymnastics movements, and this is one of them, do two or three. Once you're warm, stop doing them because you're not going to get better at them in that time. All no. you're going to do is make yourself tired. The, the only thing I would suggest is getting comfortable with the standard, right? Yeah. Like you want to make sure you're comfortable with the standard. It's something that I think is very, very important. Um, but yeah, I, I, you, you don't need to smash yourself. You just need to make sure, especially if you've got, uh, you know, uh, if you've got really tight immobile shoulders or tight thoracic, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're, you're going to have to spend the majority of your time opening that up. And that's going to be more important to be able to get into a good position <laughs> yeah. than it will be to do a shit ton of, of, uh, of, of handstand pushups. So, yeah. What I, I spent would, more yeah. time foam rolling my lats and yeah. my traps. Uh, I think the only, I did three. That's singles. what Ricky will be doing. Yeah. <laughs> I did three singles on the handstand pushups, no wall walks just to yeah. practice that standard, just to try and spot the line. Um, and yeah. then I did like a quick build on the snatch just to make sure that I had a squat snatch available if I needed it. So that's it wasn't what, like a total surprise. Do. Yeah. Um, that's what I was going to say is what I would do is I would do general warm up, get your heart rate up, do some general mobility like you would any day, spend a little time on T-spine extension stuff, warm up your shoulders, maybe like dumbbell push press, something that's not too super fatiguing, but you're working that overhead. And I would touch one or two sets of all walks and I would touch one to three sets of like two reps on strict handstand pushups. And then I would leave that alone and go warm up your barbell and the barbell. I would start with your light weight. Just get comfortable with some cycling, maybe sets of five and working on breathing because it's just trying to manage your heart rate through that, make it smooth, make it efficient, make dynamic movements more aerobic, I think is what Casey said. He's Hopefully he claps for me for saying that. And then, uh, yeah, Dakota, did you warm up to the 185 bar? Yeah, I did, um, you know, a couple of sets of five with 95, a few singles at 135 with like the addition of a squat snatch and then same thing like 185. I think you did two power snatches and one squat snatch. And then I just, that's probably what I would do. Yeah. Yeah. I would say you get to the 185, the second to last bar, do a power to do a squat snatch or two with the assumption that that's probably what you're going to have to do at the final bar, unless you're super strong and what's your one right max Dakota. Uh, snatch yeah right now uh 255 for a squad and like 235 for a power Mm -hmm. okay i i think if you know if if people especially like the elites right are are are, you know snatching 285 plus i don't think there's a a problem warming up to hit a single at 225 you know just good but i think people need to take into account kind of where they are um you know if you if your goal and realistically like you're like okay i'm i'm gonna I feel like I've got a really good chance to, to get to the 185 bar then, then yeah, I think it's, it makes sense to, to warm that up. Um, you know, but there's no need if, if you know, if you're like, well, it's going to be a Hail Mary, I might get to 225. Like you don't need to, especially if it's like 90% of your one rep max, the last thing you fucking mm-hmm. need to do is go and, and do that prior. I mean, adrenaline will carry you at that point. If you get there, you know, yeah. that's a good problem to have. And um, what I would say too, is, and, and this is uh um, credit to Raf kind of bringing this up. And I, I noticed it as well as this is assuming you're getting to the last bar. Uh, you're at a point in the workout where you have a ton of shoulder fatigue. It might be a weight that you're like, Oh, I could squat snatch it. I could maybe power snatch it, but squatting feels more efficient. So I'm going to go with that because it's easier. But I think that what happens when you try to squat snatch that weight is it's really easy to kind of under pull and not finish because your shoulders are already tired. And so the idea of trying to power snatch it really gets you thinking of finishing your pull, getting that bar behind you, because I think you're going to see a lot of people missing forward, a lot of people running forward with their barbell, and that's just shoulder fatigue, not finishing your rep. Um, so while a squat snatch might feel more efficient, a power snatch or a power snatch mentality is probably what you should have going into it. Agreed. Any parting, uh, any parting points, boys? 
Who, who wins else? the workout who, worldwide? Yeah, I mean, we yeah, talked right. about that. I think, I think, I think Malintola probably. Uh, I'll tell you who else will smash this workout. Um, I mean, aside from your usual suspects, obviously, I mean, Jeff Adler will do very, very well as, and, and he's number one. I would assume he'll win the open after this workout. I mean, this is very yeah. good for him. I don't but even someone think if Tola wins the workout, if he's close enough in points that he would beat him. Will Morad will smash mm. this. I like that. Pulling a name out of the hat. Yes. Will Morad <laughs> will annihilate this. Um, would Kerry Pierce win this workout? Carrie Pierce. I don't think she moved the bar fast enough at the end, would she? Absolutely give uh give Mal a run. Um yeah, there's nobody on that list other than who we saw that that that's gonna you know, I mean we have somebody in house right now. Obviously, she's her her name's not on the leaderboard, but I'd be curious to see how Laurie's gonna do on this. Where uh, where would her name be on the leaderboard if she were competing? She would be third in the world right now. Um so, oh, you know what? Colton Mertens will smash this too. So the thing that's going to be hard for somebody like Colton, I don't know how big of a factor this is going to be, but this is the same for like any short individual male or female is that the wall walk lines are standardized. Now I know it's only 10 and it's just kind of a buy-in for them at that point, but that is a harder piece than it would be for a tall individual. That's true, but man, he'll annihilate those handstand push-ups. <laughs> and and, <laughs> and he's knowing, strong. Colton, knowing Colton, he's probably practicing wall walks with the line two feet above his head, just being right. like, I don't even care if I have to inchworm, I'll figure it out. Right. But <laughs> yeah, I would I think Will Morad has a has a has an opportunity to to he could take this. I mean, a guy's a freaking monster on his hands and he's got a three hundred pound snatch. So I, we'll I mean, see. women, I, you know, listen, Mal obviously is in, incredible. You, you mentioned a name, uh, Alexis Raptus, who, mm -hmm. who I think, I think she'll do know, really well, have a, a great opportunity to do well. Emma McQuaid will do very well in this workout. She's very on older hands. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, in general, like those are, those are probably the top names I can think of. We'll have some good, I mean, we'll have some athletes that do really, really well. Braun um, will do well here. Braun will do really well. Yep. I'm excited to see his score come up. Yeah. Just, uh, I'm surprised he hasn't texted me yet. Um, anyway, I like it. It's a good workout. Not a huge fan of the standard, but that's all right. I still it's like okay. the workout. We can disagree once in a while. Disagree. I think it's great. I think for all the reasons that people doing it are not going to like it or be frustrated is the reason that it's a good standard. I totally agree and understand that throwing it in right now to the open is setting us up for a fucking nightmare. But I think that his point is holding people to a higher standard of movement quality, and that I enjoy. Right. And that I, is I my sign it. off. <laughs> Dakota, anything? Yeah, no, no arguments with that. I mean, I think that, you know, you're going to see some like movement nuances or weaknesses revealed by the standard and that's okay. Um, would you, better. would you do anything different if you were to redo this workout? Do you think you could do better on it given in your current fitness state, knowing that, you know, you haven't really been training strict handstand pushups lately? Uh, I think if I knew that the handstand pushups were going to go how they went, I would have uh, pushed it a little bit more yeah. in, I guess, just in that 135 bar. I probably could have done one, two sets on the on the 95, doing 654. I mean, it was totally planned, and it just felt like it was a waste of 10 or 15 seconds for me, mm -hmm. um, but not a bad strategy to go about. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, a couple little things here there, not letting myself – get to that no rep on the last literally on the last 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 handstand push-up yeah. those two things that's like 20 30 extra seconds maybe you had a chance to take a rip at that bar and get one yeah. rep yeah two reps 
Well, uh, well it's 225. It's 90 what? plus percent. Let's be realistic here. Okay. Yeah. 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 Cause you were hey. gonna, you would have taken all 20 seconds to rest and try to do one rep. Yeah, redo? No, but, are you uh, redo or no? no, no redos. No need to. I mean, what I, if I, I beat like... you to the two twenty five bar? Would you redo? No, I would high five you and say good job, one for four. Look at um, you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think I, I like uh, I like all the tests. I like uh, the fact that there is going to be some huge divides. I mean, if you can squeeze out one snatch at two twenty five, thousands of places probably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yep. You know, and, and same thing. Like you know, with those ring muscle ups in the beginning, you know. It, it's it's a good yeah, stretch, you know, different gaps of athletes, and it'll be cool to see uh, how everyone throws down tomorrow. I got a good question. Who will win the workout? the The fastest male time or the fastest female time? If you're saying it's Tola or Mal, I think Tola. No, I think it's Mal. Oh yeah, yeah I just I think, think her rate of movement on everything is so much faster. Tola is one of the best people I've ever seen moving a barbell. Obviously, he's very good on his hands, more than people give him credit for, too. But she he's is so much smaller. Her capacity is probably her capacity is certainly even better, despite how good he is. And the rep, reps are so much faster. Uh, I think that those, with those two, wall walks were ridiculous. I think with two no reps, she still beats him by over a minute. Yeah. Probably probably two minutes. Okay. I think she's. I think. I think a woman. A woman will have the fastest time. What about uh, what about Noah? Um, yeah, I think he'll do very well. I think he's just going to get, it's going to be how fast he moves the 225 bar at the end, but God, he's going to be so fast. He'll do very, very well. Yeah. That's a good call too. I, I still think, I still think, uh, I would give the edge to Tola and Will on this workout. Tola's uh, just just riding a high of being second in the open. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, the upset of the century. Here's the deal. When they, when they give you the pro, the workouts, man, you take them, you take them and run. I, well, mean, I, I think it's been cool. Obviously, he's a friend of ours, so it's nice to build him up a little bit. It's been cool because people think he's just this strong, freaky athlete. Um, obviously, he might he's have the f- best gymnastics in all. That's what I mean. He's <laughs> one of the best movers all around, and his gymnastics capacity is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Um, and so, him spending you know the last year and a half with his his feet on an air runner every day is is now showing off how good how well rounded of an athlete he can be so we love you t um you're welcome back in vegas anytime seriously um all right cool that was a good one guys i like it i'm I'm curious to see these scores excited for the the, more of our crew to to get it in uh Mm -hmm. a lot of our a lot of our uh um aussies and kiwis will go um uh, they, later today, already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's Friday there, so they'll go later today, um, and then uh, we'll we'll have the majority of our crew going um, tomorrow. Um, those who have not gone yet, uh, so we should have um, a whole bunch of scores ready to rock and roll by the end of day tomorrow. Uh, so excited to see how everybody's doing, um, and uh, good job, boys. Nice work, Stroka. Thank you for the input. Very helpful. Struck, I like you kind of bouncing in and out of this one. That was fun this, for me. This is good. Maybe you should uh, stay on all the time and you can kind of like keep the conversation moving and moderate a little bit and yeah, ask questions some, that the people want to hear. And, yeah, yeah, and say like stupid fitness things that, that regular people around the world would say and everything. <laughs> Where is he? Where is he? When he this he, is just me proving that he's not listening. Uh-huh. He just listens when he chooses to. Jeez, this guy. I'm always this listening. Ah, uh, there he is. So. I love it. All right. Cool. He just finished yeah. up his his uh, massage. <laughs>